2: funny thing happened in los angeles tonight there was were two concerts that i was thinking about going to it's but for some reason they had it on the same night it was guns N' roses and the black crows i have never seen i've seen axel but i've never seen guns N' roses and i've never seen the black crows and i've seen the robinson brother who plays guitar but not uh
0: Chris. chris i mean rich rich rich
2: yeah i've seen rich do like a little acoustic set and i was wondering if somebody was like yo Let's go to one of these concerts. I'm going to get you a ticket. Which one would it be, Jonathan?
0: I've seen both bands. I've seen the Black Crows a couple of times, and I've seen Guns N' Roses once. The best show I've ever seen, full stop, was uh, one of the Black Crows shows. Ah, okay. It was like the third show of the tour, and it was a new album, and it had some really great songs, and they had this great guitar player who I've mentioned in the past uh, named Aldi Freed playing with him, and it was a fucking amazing like so you go to the black crows well hold on i may have mentioned this but i saw them and i was like man they were amazing and later on i was talking to somebody this chick and i was like man dude, i was at the center city fest in the black she's like they were incredible and i was like they were amazing she was like all i could think of is that i want to fuck chris robinson okay. and she's like and my boyfriend at the time was like i think i might let you fuck her. that's how good they were i mean like they were so good mm-hmm. that being said the other two times they were pretty good, and song for song they cannot compete with Guns N' Roses, and That's true. I would definitely rather see Guns N' Roses. Okay, so we got one for
2: Guns N' Roses, Neil.
3: If it was tonight, it would be GNR because I've never seen them. But if it was both bands at the absolute top of their game, I would still I would go Black Crows. Ooh. It's just more. It's still my. It's my kind of music, and so is GNR. But the Black Crows just their sound and Chris's voice is great. And just what they did to take the torch from the stones and bands like that just makes them like just really good, easy listening rock and roll. Um, Yeah. I would take them if it was top of their game.
2: Yeah. I'm going to go kind of similar. If, if I had to go tonight, I would probably go see the black crows, but top of their game. If I'm going top of their game, I'd, I'd rather see GNR. I think, yeah. like Jonathan said, song for song, I would enjoy the show more. Now, second question would be, uh, since this this episode is about the ballad, the power ballad, she talks to angels or November Rain? <laughs> she talks to angels. See, there we are. There you go, Johnny.
0: <laughs> well, probably she talks to angels, but I would take patience over... Um, she Talks Angels, but I would take She Talks Angels over November Rain. This is a good call. Yeah. yeah, I would go November Rain. I mean, the lyrics are,
2: the lyric is better in in She Talks Angels, but November, November Rain, Rain.
3: I just don't think it's a great song. It seemed like it was such a production. Like all I remember is Slash on a I love it. piano so with epic. lightning and like a cigarette and, um, hanging out of his mouth. What well, Stephanie <laughs> Seymour in a casket? You had the <laughs> Stephanie
0: Seymour. Um, <laughs> Stephanie
2: Seymour. Yeah, me a Jane Seymour. <laughs> Well, speaking of the power ballad. Jonathan, what is the quintessential power ballad for you?
0: If you want to top the quintessentially good power ballad, I would say is uh maybe like Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Like, wow. The thing I always said the problem with that song is that it's actually a pretty good song.
3: <laughs> That's the problem with That's it. That's the problem with it because it's like I mean, you want to hate yourself. It
0: sounds good. like a slowed down Mountain Dew commercial. But it's it's but it has some good parts. It's it's a very fundamentally soundly written pop song. It's cheesy. It's so cheesy though. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I wanna show I wanna tell people one thing this is very interesting. For any guitar players out there, there's two kind of G, well there's two or three different ways to play a G, but there's two fundamental. You have this one. But then the they do this one. And this is like what I call like the Chevrolet commercial, like kind of and he's like and it's just like it's so fucking it's like nacho cheese songwriting you know yeah we both yeah. like but it's that g chord is you can't even i can't even write a song with that g chord <laughs> i
3: love it i'm not afraid of it i'm, I'm not, not afraid, afraid of it i'm not a,
0: i just don't know if i want to be a dreams about it. that g chord I do. that being said i think i, that's I prefer Neil to play g that spot g. right there
3: <laughs> Fucking Johnny, I have a song right up the same alley as everyone's else. <laughs> I don't
0: know has if I'm with the G- Is that G- Spot oh, alley? come on! Mm. Just fucking stop. I'm
3: just saying. So that. a song that's just like that but better is Ozzy, Mama, I'm coming home. I don't like Mama. <laughs> I, I, I don't agree. It's
0: a better song, but I like it. I, but I, I don't.
3: It's so. Have you listened to it recently? It's so good. Um, the guitar playing is sick at the end. It's it's a it's a great tune, man.
0: Well, oh, it's different. very cool.
3: So
2: would Nielsen's Without You be a power ballad? Yes. Because if it is, that's the best one. Yes. Or is that just uh, a pop song? I don't think song? that's fair. I think hey. that's
0: too critically accla- I think it's too good of a song for you to but it, pull into no, this conversation. It, well, that, no. That's
2: a question. Is it a pop song
3: or is it a power ballad? It, can, it was on my list. It counts. I
0: don't think it's cheesy enough <laughs> to really compare to the stuff we're talking about. That's true. If we're, yeah, we're kind of going into more cerebral let,
2: if we're kind of just keeping it 80s then I, Keep On Loving You is, is my favorite power ballad by R.E.L. Okay. Speedwagon. I, uh, I think that's a great
0: song. No, there are – what are some of the journey ballads? Um,
2: yeah. I mean, like, Open Arms is, all, is a little – that's probably their biggest one, and it's a
0: little too – A little too con or, or, you know,
1: when the lights go down in the city. Is that
0: a power ballad? Yes. I don't think it's uh. about – I think power ballads have to be about relationships. I'm talking about, like, I remember you by Skid Row. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm uh, talking yeah. like. Well,
2: like, Cheap Trick also has a great power ballad, The Flame. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: How's that one go? I'm going crazy, I'm losing sleep. Oh, yeah. I'm yes, in yes. too far, I'm in way too deep over you. What was that? <laughs> oh,
0: that's, man. That's Cheap, cheap trick. trick. That is the that's flame. I got one, and I thought you, you actually, I didn't think of it until you said that. Turn around. Total Eclipse of the Motherfucking Heart. Is a, yeah. damn, oh, a pop song. No, it is a power ballad. Ugh. I
1: fucking need you more than ever.
0: Like That's
3: totally a power <laughs> when ballad. And it's sang by the Dan band. Does it, when, does when it the start Dan slow, though? Does it. does it have a very slow...
1: Yeah. 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 Upon a time, I was falling I'll count That's what I'm talking
0: about. Feel now the power.
1: Apart.
0: Uh, total eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this shirt. It was like a heart... Like moon, Earth, and it's like, it's like a diagram of a total eclipse of the heart. It's fantastic. That's fantastic. It's so That's good. That's great.
2: We should get one of those and make a shirt. Uh, we should I just copy have the, that. I just got the tattoo oh, right. on my back. Uh, Neil, give <laughs> what the heart's in the on the forehead, and then the moon and the uh, sun are on
0: each cheek. I'm like one-eyed Willie from fucking the Goonies. <laughs> I am the map.
3: Um, okay, so. Just if, if we're in this ballpark, I'm going to shout out a little uh, I Want to Know What Love Is, Foreigner. Oof. Foreigner. Ooh, now
0: we're talking. <laughs> um, yeah.
3: So I I have a newfound love for Foreigner because I think a year ago I was taking Michelle to the airport and we just tuned into FM radio and it was almost almost like sounded like a Casey Kasem like showcase of foreigners. It wasn't Casey Kasem, but it, it was just a radio voice like. Next, we're gonna talk about Hot Blooded, and you know the stories behind it. And it was just basically the whole way to LAX and back. <laughs> I, did not like that I listened song. to this like a retrospective of Foreigner songs, and like Hot Blooded. Almo- no, it was all foreign It was just Foreigner. So it went through the whole. It was almost like a behind the music on radio. Did they play you know Dirty I mean? White Boy? Yeah, that I was mean, one my favorite. Because a kid, that was one my you guys know songs. how long it takes to get from LAX and back. It's yeah. a good hour and a half, so I had a good hour and a half to Beachwood, program. bro. Let's let's say where you live, all right? <laughs> it's different areas
0: of town. I mean, it might take me a fucking hour and a half to be on the traffic. Like, <laughs> That's it's true, exactly. Um, yeah. Okay, um, now
2: we're now we're getting into the Californians a little bit. Um,
0: is it coincidence, or am I just a fucking idiot that I never realized this? That like Casey Kaysen does the showcase. Like, is this? Is yeah, this yeah, is it's, it's just it must be a stage name, right? Like, or is that a? It's was that his no, real name? No idea.
2: Let's move on to let, let's do one more. I'm gonna go with Brian Adams, Heaven.
0: Ooh. Oh,
1: oh. thinking about my younger years.
0: <laughs> that's a good song. See, it that's what's good. That's prime power ballad fucking territory. Hell you got yeah. another one, Neil?
3: I have, I have one, and I have an honorable mention. You would, would you call Drive, <laughs> Drive from the Cars? That. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. I like that. Such a such a cool song, and then my honorable mention is um, "Starship." Nothing's gonna stop us. Oh (laughs) my god! Um, No, it's so no. We can build this dream forever. Hold on. The best part is just when um, Grace comes in. Let them say we're crazy. Oh
0: my god! What do they know?
3: We'll yeah, right. Ooh, too many zigs, Grace <laughs>
0: um, I actually like this song It was probably early 90s, late 80s-ish Aerosmith uh, song, uh, song Tell Me What It Takes Tell me what it takes to let oh, you go Yeah, that's a good one That's a good song I almost
2: feel like that's a little too upbeat I think you'd have to no, go like Crazy no, no. or Amazing Which is the same song, Crazy Amazing
0: Amazing is fucking terrible I'll shout out one more, Amanda, Boston
3: cool. Good one that's a
0: good one i'll go, I'll go cinderella okay. don't know what you got till it's gone that's a good okay. one that's yeah good
3: okay. one. i i listened to that recently and the voice is just not not that you're great. not digging the Tom? that's it's not as good as i remember
2: yeah, some of those you get into like bad English and white snake and you're just like yeah, or, the vocals um, are not in Motley well, Crue, the vocals are. White
3: snake when the children cry. White snake when the children That seemed like such a cash grab. Like, hey, what can we sing about that sounds very sensitive oh, and Is that is that, <laughs> that <I think laughs> when the children, children cry, no, 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 no. I think that's, that's, that's
0: white li- on, I think that's white lion. White snake is actually cool. I think that's uh, white yeah, that's white, white yeah, lion.
3: That's it white lion for sure. I don't even know white lion is.
0: Yeah, you don't want to. You've never you don't heard go there when the children cry. You
2: don't want to hear. I don't. I don't want to hear when the children cry. I want. To, I want to not. I want to. <laughs> oh no, I want but, to avoid when the children cry. But
0: White Snake uh, is this love is good. Is this love that I'm feeling? But still, the. It's just.
3: Uh, I don't know. It's just That's him. That's totally a power fuck ballad. Oh, it's powerful. When I see you smile might be the cheesiest one of them all. It's like a ray I of can light. Face the world.
0: Whoa. <laughs> How about Love Bites by Def Leppard? That's a fucking that's winner. That's definitely a power. Uh, yeah. I like, no, I like some Def Leppard, but I don't really What's the first that line? Song.
2: And then and that's a song that's like, bite me or like, make me bleed or something. I don't know. So,
0: I don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I can't look that hard. I can't, it's like looking love, at the sun. Or, I can't stare that closely at love it, bites, it, Def Leppard. Love bleeds. Yeah, exactly. Love is
3: all I need.
0: Well,
2: <laughs> love is all I need. Well, On that note, you are listening to Podgate Rock and Roll to you, and we are talking about Power Balance, because this week we are talking about REO Speedwagon. Specifically, their 1980 hit, Take It on the Run, from the album High Infidelity, released on Epic Records, written by Gary Rickrath, and produced by Kevin Beamish, Kevin Cronin, Alan Graetzer, and Gary Rickrath himself.
1: Heard it from a friend who from a friend who, from another you been messing around
3: Well I love REO Speedwagon and I their sound is it's almost a guilty pleasure It's right in the sweet spot of like <laughs> late 70s cheesy rock and early 80s pop and just their sound in general it's it's such a specific sound they have and I think this song has like all of their best qualities like a emotional acoustic intro some cheesy lyrics throughout, like a pretty rockin' chorus, and just a great guitar solo, as always. I mean, this is, this is one of his best. I think it was uh, summed up best by uh, that scene in Cobra Kai, where Johnny asked, uh, Daniel, do you like Speedwagon? He says, what kind of man doesn't?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember when I first heard this song, like, it was probably on, you know, one of the rock stadium, uh, stations in Mississippi, Z-106 or Arrow 94, or a compilation disc that my sister owned. She owned a lot of those in the early 80s. Uh, and this song being released in 1980. It's kind of overshadowed by the two ballads in their canon. I mean, I feel like I heard those a lot more growing up. And and they kind of overshadowed the rock anthems, which is basically this, and Roll With The Changes. But it's, it, like you said, it's hard to overlook this tune based on the solo alone. and And, and the singer's afro, of course. And Kevin Cronin's afro.
3: <laughs> I think they all had perms. <laughs> I mean,
2: his stood out though. It, I, I always knew that it was RO when you saw like before you even hear the voice, see that giant <laughs> long afro in, in like hey, on this oh, white no, guy.
3: It's, it's not a it's a perm. It, it's not an afro. It's a perm. Oh, it's a, <laughs> he
0: chose that. He cho- <laughs> <laughs> And another big thing is afros are cool as shit.
3: He went to a salon and got yes. that done.
0: Afros are cool. That's like a fucking <laughs> They are. Human Chia Pet.
3: <laughs> I mean, per- perms had their place. <laughs> where?
0: <laughs> Even Clapton in, the, in, the, in 60s. the late '70s.
3: In the late '70s. The second worst thing yeah.
0: Clapton did, besides his anti-vax shit, is his fucking hair choice in <laughs> fucking about '68. <laughs> the perm.
3: <laughs> well,
2: it, either way, I, I mean, this is like this is like the peak time for like arena rock solos, uh, as well. It's like right in that middle of that time where that's coming out, and you know, mm-hmm. th- look, this song in particular, it's super tight the melody the guitar the production like the quality of all three of those like if if this if i hear the song on the radio i'm air guitaring and i'm screaming the (laughs) lyrics at the top of my lungs so
3: it's a very singable chorus that's for sure yeah
2: it's it's very very good the melody and the in the solo alone this song is worth a listen
0: yeah i mean this one of those songs has always been there you know it's just it's ever present i like it Kinda, and it, but most of my like, I, I think it's about at least sixty percent ironic liking it. Like, it's not.
3: That's okay. That's okay. I don't. Yeah, part of, I don't know if I truly like
0: it. It's like, uh, it's kind of a poor man's Journey. I think I would call it, which is actually a pretty good Ooh. name for a band. Um, mm. There's none of the no R.E.S.P. band is really as truly as good as Journey. A couple of them are oh. close, but like they they can't keep up with Journey. I don't think.
3: I think the guitar playing. It sometimes gets a little better
0: maybe it's neil no better than neil Sean. i i i am
3: yeah. not
0: it's hard to know because once again i don't like the song that much so i can't be that in love with the guitar solo it sounds like millhouse from the simpsons started a band in the fucking <laughs> 80s because every one of his songs is like he's getting shit on and that's my issue with him it's true he didn't get shit on in a cool way like a blues guy he gets shit on the way millhouse gets shit on or shad on maybe i don't know yeah i don't know and my my biggest issue with the song i would say really if i had to pin, pin it down to one thing is i don't want to be that guy like i don't want to be the narrator of this song like i'm like i would rather be the dude who's banging his chick or whatever I mean, i'd much rather be that guy he sounds like <laughs> oh, a lot yeah. like a lot oh, cooler yeah. so i have a hard time because i don't i don't really want to be the dude he's like one of the guys in 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 um what, what's the, what's the classic 70s all right all right all right what's that movie um
2: Days and confused. He's like
0: one of the guys in Days and Confused who gets beat up by the dudes like, I came here to fucking kick ass and drink beer and you know that. he's like one of those guys. And <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be those guys. But, but you can't deny the talent of the singing and the performance. I think the talent the physical talent probably outpaces the, the artistic a little bit. It's like if Rush wrote love songs kinda. Of. But you know, it's good. It definitely it's better than most Shit, but ooh, it's a lot. It's a, it's a, it's a tall order to sit through that song for me.
2: It's one of those tunes that, again, I'm, I'm, I'm never gonna turn it off the radio. I'm always gonna sing it. And the, the ironic like comes from just the beginning. The heard it from a friend.
3: Yes. Part. Yes.
2: Right. I mean, because it's that part is pretty cheesy. Like you said, Neil, with the emotional acoustic, <laughs> and he like comes in with that emotional acoustic, and then his kind of nasally voice. Yeah, It's yeah. like heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who heard it from another you've been messing around which is you know i mean it's, it's actually pretty good writing but it's it well, the way they come in with it's just like oh my god
0: let's compare and contrast that to fucking the way marvin gaye comes into heard it through the grapevine like no, you can say the same, do that no, you can say the that. same thing <laughs> apples and oranges and but no no, no but it's not though it's the same point yeah. everyone knows that you're Ooh, running around I bet you yes how I knew. exactly
3: <laughs> but wait, the, I'm saying it's the same I'd,
0: sentiment d- yeah but
3: yeah. I, I totally agree with what you're saying John there there is an irony to the beginning it is cheesy and it's just like a song about gossip and this guy is definitely being shit on it it, it is there's a part of it where I'm just thinking like man come on Come on, dude. Sack up. Just leave Arnie this chick, wagon. get it together, tell her to fuck off. I guess he is kind of telling her to fuck off in this song.
2: Well, he, here's the other thing. Like you just said, Neil, it's a song about gossip. So, But, but it's like gossip, when, when I hear it and when I've listened to it all week and I listen to the words all the way through, I'm like, this is like written for like – high schoolers yes like, it's like high school certainly. gossip certainly it's very the lyrics are very juvenile not like in a terrible way but it's like meant for like 16 to 18 year old males right
3: <laughs> yeah i i definitely agree and but i think i think it is that way all the time but you're just not you know high schoolers are always dating you know what i mean like we we have women like we're you know, there's not that gossip aspect to it. I'm sure some adults act like this and gossip, no. but for the most part, it is very teeny bopper. It's very high school. And it it almost sounds like it could be a pop song by like Taylor Swift today. It,
0: it basically yeah. sounds like the power ballad, power ballad version of "Ah, I heard something." It's like what the fuck, really?
3: <laughs> Versus like, woman, are you fucking running around on me? Gary <laughs> said you were messing around. What? What? <laughs> so, but but going back just to,
2: like like Jonathan just said like the, ooh, I guess you wanted, I mean, that's more adult uh-huh. about talk, to, to, talk about gossip, like who'd yes. been the friend, who I mean, that's more or like, you're at a high school dance, and that comes yeah. on, and, and you like, look, but and you're like, let's do this. <laughs>
3: totally. and Let's the, take it on the run, that's baby. Part of the, that's part of the charm of the whole song, is just his nasally voice, he's his geeky kind of uh, demeanor like it's it's part of the charm
0: the irony is it sounds like truck stop hooker sex like fuck <laughs> it man we're gonna take it on the run right out of here I got to go to fucking Boise in the morning. Are we doing this?
3: You're, you're, under, you're under the gun. Are we taking it on the run?
0: But it sounds like that. It's like I'm going to stop and get a fucking turbo dog and a blow job, and I'm fucking out of here.
3: But it's <laughs> like, like... Turbo dog <laughs> and a blow job.
0: But yet, the rest of it, it goes straight from like juvenile like high school to fucking like truck, or truck stop sex, which is just brutal. Cool.
3: Yeah,
2: well, if it was the southern version, it would be take her on the run. Take her on the run. Not take, take it. Take her on the run. Take her on the run. <laughs>
0: Her
2: on right. the rug. And also, if you see him sing this live with that perm Oof. and singing the lyrics, you're just—it's almost pedophilic. You're like, <laughs>
3: well, <laughs> how so? I, I must say, he looks, looks like, like he a child that's turning it. you on. That's not much.
0: He's like a pedophile. Like, i don't think Jesus. it works that way.
2: <laughs> he looks like he's 50 years old. He's probably like—is he singing to a child though? The the lyrics are so juvenile. He's just having a rough time in his dating
3: life, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) He's not a pedophile. He's a dork. (laughs) A pedophiliac.
0: How old was he when this came out? Any idea? This was their ninth album. Wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Ninth. That's incredible. Ninth (laughs) album. I mean, this was
3: 80. They formed in 72, I think.
0: Damn.
2: Roll with the changes is probably the only hit they had before. Yeah, this, fucking right? yeah. Napster
0: yeah. made everything so much better. Fucking now, like you, you can't even get a contract. Back then, you could fuck up nine albums worth of shit and then fucking <laughs> be money on that. The, the ninth one's gonna be the one. I'm telling you, it's gonna be the one.
3: <laughs> I got <laughs> this. I got one. this song about gossip for our ninth album. It's gonna, it's gonna be a sweet hit. I'll give you one, Josh. So he was, he was born. No, he was 29 years old
2: when, when this came out. Right.
0: It is kind of like. I the, mean. The way the Beach Boys, like I feel like Brian Wilson's lyrics always sounded juvenile. That they never sounded well, adult. Yeah.
3: I, I think yeah, a lot of stuff can sound juvenile, but a lot of rock lyrics kind of speak to youth and love and That's fair.
0: But this is specifically it's almost like seventies Teeny Bopper though, like to your point, Josh. This is like seventies. It's like playing
2: into the tiger beat crowd a little bit. <laughs> when
0: you're twenty nine. Which makes you better. Oh, or God. Jimmy Page.
2: <laughs> or most men in the 70s uh it
0: all depends on how good musician you are if you can get away with it or not
2: <laughs> oh my goodness
0: oh uh, real quick so yeah so on the beginning it's way too like mid-rangey like you said nasally the acoustic i don't think sounds especially good the tonality of the album later sounds great but i don't i don't love the overall sound of that acoustic guitar. i think
3: i think it's it's it comes in. I think it does its job. I don't think it's amazing, but like it, it, it makes sense. When it starts, you're like, oh, that's that's. Yeah, nice. I'm just talking not about it just
0: feels m- a little mid rangey. It could be warmer. Yeah. yeah. It could be. I think it's the worst. I
2: think it's the worst part. It's at the same time the worst part of the song and necessary. One of the most memorable parts yeah, of the song. Yeah. I don't even know. Like if I think about this song, I don't think "Take It on the Run." I, is that the heard it from a friend who? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I you get, get to backwards. oh yeah, that's take it on the run. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: they say you got a boyfriend you're made every weekend they're talking about so
2: the all right, right so once the music kicks in for me the, the guitar sounds great in the song mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: the, the but the lyrics stay fairly juvenile up and up until the chorus <laughs> but the melody is great in this part of the song i mean it's it's a very simple melody but it sounds great it's very easy to sing to it's it, it's very simple. I think it's just one, four, five. I believe.
3: Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, the song in general is just produced so well. I love how the guitar comes in. The, bow, bow, down, bow. It's it's a really just classy playing. But yes, I, I I can't say the words other than just the memorability of the chorus are great throughout the song. But it's it's a fun ride
2: i do like the line and the tails grow taller on down the line
3: mm-hmm.
2: that's pretty good and then i like the way he phrases and even if it is keep this in mind before it goes into the course both of those are probably like
3: yeah i struggle to f- figure out what's exactly going on was this his girl did he did they already break up does she just have a new boyfriend like he doesn't think all this is true like, what, it is, he, what like is he a trying girl, to say to her? It sounds like a girl
0: he met at camp that he's writing letters to, but like <laughs> then he finds out she's actually not his girlfriend at all. In uh, enter, enter, enter the mill house.
2: And my brothers used to call me millhouse growing up, so summer. I feel like you're talking about me this entire time.
0: You're definitely you're, you're more masculine than, than this guy is, Josh, you're fine.
2: I don't know, man. I've taken it on the run a few times. I know um, I know
0: you have, but in spite of that.
2: So this is, it's basically just guitar, like an acoustic, an electric, a bass, and drums on the song,
0: and it, permanent yeah. and permanent chemical fucking, wow. fucking <laughs> curl <laughs> inducer, yeah, <laughs> curl inducer or whatever, I don't know, I don't and know. hair product, but which <laughs> hair was product. just fair for the.
2: Well, I guess they had now There's keyboards on the song as well, so I, I can't tell if it's happening throughout the song, but I think there's one of the guys. I think it's a bass player, Bruce Hall, who is one of them is singing very high
3: oh, behind
2: yeah. his his nasal like it's really really high which is impressive but it also adds to the like god you're such a pussy you know vibe that this guy's giving off and really are you every talking way. about in the chorus I, well or? i can't i can't t- i know what's happening in the chorus but i think it's happening in the when the all the music comes in i think he starts singing with him then as well You think
3: they're doubled up there in the verses?
2: No, I think, I think he's just a little high behind him, like, giving a little bit. But he it, it may not be. All
0: right, so what, what do you think he fucking means?
2: Uh, let's say this before we get to the, before we start. Trying to figure out. I don't want to go too deep
0: run. into the fucking artistic dance interpretation. I'm just saying, like, do you have any insights? And in yeah, but go ahead. Whatever you're gonna say.
2: What does he mean? If that's the way you want it, baby, then I don't want you around. Like, what are you taking on the run?
0: <laughs> is it? Is I, it? Is
2: he, are you taking something with it you? It sounds like
0: he's saying, "Do we just have sex and now you're leaving me?" Which is like, are you complaining about that?
3: Um. Well, I think basically, I think Gary wrote this song, and it was called "Don't Let Me Down." And then Cron- oh, that's a
0: weird fucking, I wonder why he changed his title.
3: Cronin came in and just started <laughs> throwing together words that worked. He even admitted, he was like, I don't know how much sense it makes, but uh, it sure sounds good to sing. So, <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> Don't Let Me Down was already taken.
2: <laughs> yeah, they were like, mm, may not want to do that, but that story makes so much sense because when you listen to this and actually think about it, which this song isn't really a song meant to make you think about anything, you know I mean <laughs> so what
0: do you think the fucking point s- point of? and I'm, I'm not saying like but what what do you think the point of the song is
3: take it on the run is a weird phrase I guess it's something like take your shit and get out of my face <laughs> to some extent like it's kind of just go away you know well, yeah. on the run
0: means I think no I think he's saying that she is on the run she's like it, but here's my point actually I think what this song is this song was written verse first and then yeah. they didn't know what to fucking do with the chorus, and so they had a melodic thing that worked, but lyrically, mm-hmm. they, they the point of the song was I heard it from a friend who, and then they just kind of like, well, we got to get out of yes. this jam.
3: Yes, they did, but I but I feel like they succeeded. I, it's a great singable, fun chorus. I don't. I, I'm not going to get too deep in exactly what it's talking about. It's just really fun to sing. It's a cool melody.
0: Real, real quick, I think it's an issue. This is a, not an issue, but this is a, another case of if your melody is good enough you can make fucking yeah. gibberish mm-hmm. work
1: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. absolutely but i mean that the main thing like you can actually make some sense out of you taking it on the run baby if that's the way you want it baby then i don't want you around it's ba- like neil said it's get your shit and get out of here but then the last part of it is i don't believe it not for a minute you're under the gun so you take it on the run like you're under the <laughs> gun like well, there's a there's a time there is there a time crunch no, listen, for you to take it on, on the
3: run Hold on, just that is specifically what he was talking about when he's like, "This doesn't make any sense." But
0: if you had to fucking twist it into a meaning, you'd be like, "Oh, you're emotionally distressed and fucking like needy, and so you go get it attention wherever you can find it, and because of that, you're a slut and fucking everybody in town but me." <laughs> and I thought we were fucking friends, or I thought we were had something, and it's like just because we hooked up at camp and I wrote you a bunch of letters, <laughs> and, why don't you love me anymore? So you can you can make that out of this.
2: But, and the answer is because you got a perm, and it looks ridiculous.
0: Because you're a whiny little fucking bitch. <laughs> well, but but again, like like as it
2: has been the throughout the song so far, it's it's all about the guitar and the melody, like those are what is carrying the song. Yeah, completely. I would say they're
0: they're what sure. they're what dragging the song along, as I would say. Is what, <laughs> I don't know if they're carrying it or not. They're and I'd say. It along.
3: Just what's going on here? Like it's just G C and D, and then it goes to E minor in the chorus. It's all just very simple stuff, but they're really putting a great sound to it. They're producing it well, and they're making the most out of very simple chords. Here's what
0: I think they're doing with it, and here's what the, here's the, the the dark side of the song for me. Is it's, it's so melodramatic? It's like mm-hmm. we have to we I have to pump as much fucking thing. drama into this thing as much. That's what bands were doing at this time. Yeah, yeah, like that's part of the. That's why this is a ironic arena
2: rock song. That's like,
0: which is not. That's why it's not a truly great. It's fine, but it
2: also is like fits perfectly into the classic rock canon. Mm -hmm. Not the classic
0: rock canon, the '80s Mm. rock canon.
2: They were definitely bridging that gap from like Deep Purple to Ballads.
0: <laughs> right, two bands I think are both better than this, but I mean, yeah, if you want to say they're the perineum of the fucking seventies, I can give you that.
2: That's exactly what I'm going to say. They're the perineum <laughs> of the seventies.
3: Yeah, it's it's pretty soft, but they <laughs> the soft perineum
2: is very soft. <laughs> their whole shtick it is very
3: soft. But I think the guitar they have playing... a soft shtick. <laughs> <laughs> well, the guitar
2: maybe that's why she's taking they it on the ball run. Ball. I
0: don't know. <laughs> But that's exactly why. She's she's sick of <laughs> that soft stick. She's ready for a fucking bad boy.
3: Soft
1: <laughs>
0: okay.
1: you thinking of your white lies. you putting on your eyes. You say you're coming home but you won't say
0: when. The best thing that could have happened to this song is that during Boogie Nights that they were playing this instead of Sister Christian.
2: Oh, oh! That's a mm-hmm. good call. That's yep. the
0: best thing that could have happened to this song because that's well, a pair. And that's why Sister. I like Sister Christian better because it's in that fucking scene. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. That, that's great. But after you get past the first chorus, you, they go back into a verse, and then we have to address the the bedroom eyes. Oh yeah, that's great, Jonathan. What? How do you put on your bedroom eyes? I always have them on. You <laughs> always have your. You all, you're, oh, absolutely. You're, you have resting bedroom eyes.
0: Yeah, no, I feel like I always have bedroom eyes on in the sense that, you know, I have a little sleep in my eye, you know, if I get, like, <laughs> I don't wake up until the, the early hours of the afternoon. The, the
3: question is, is she putting on the bedroom eyes for the other guy, or is she yes. putting on a, like, a, yes. like an apology doll face to uh, Perm?
0: Both.
2: <laughs> I, th- I think we're giving more depth to the song than it actually okay. has at the moment. Yeah, we're trying to find the moment. You. Yeah, and you can definitely tell that they like added that but I can feel it coming if you leave tonight running cause it, it, he's, it it's almost too many words and they just threw that in because of the running part probably after they wrote the take it on the run mm-hmm. that probably wasn't in the original lyric I don't think Question. cause it sounds out of place is there a
0: difference between bedroom eyes and hungry eyes ooh I feel like they're both from the 80s I feel like they're the same sentiment said differently but
2: bedroom eyes works in this scenario. They each work. The point own. is, are they
0: the same thing, just different situations? Yes, I think so. I think you're right.
2: I don't think he's talking about sleepy in the eyes. I think he, I think he's talking about you're putting putting that mascara on. You know, like you're you're, you're doing your eyebrows. Like
0: yeah, I don't think he meant she was putting sleep in her eyes. Don't
2: you don't think she just woke up and there's like her eyes are all puffy? That those can those can also be bedroom eyes. and then and then they have then they have another chorus
0: but it's the same thing again though right it's yeah well repeats the chorus right
2: it repeats the chorus and one of the things they do in the very last time they repeat the chorus is he changes the melody a little bit and it's great I think Mm -hmm. I think there's a little change in how he's singing the melody that is is it adds a little something like. Is you it changes wanna... it a
3: harmony? He plays with the melody a little. Can bit? you approximate it? He just plays with it. With, till you take it with... so you're on the run. Like it, it's
0: subtle. Oh, they don't do that in the first one.
3: Before it's taken on the run. That's the way you want it, baby. Then don't I don't want, want you
1: around. Right. Right.
2: <laughs> it changes up how he's singing all that, which is nice. I mean, it's like a good. Like, it takes it somewhere. Yeah. It's not just, oh, this is the fourth time we're repeating this chorus. It's, I'm going to change it up a little bit and kind of make it yeah, a little... Yeah, it's,
3: it's a little different. It's a, yeah, yeah it's, and yeah. that's what I was saying. They're making the most of what they have here. Like They're, no, they're t- taking on the run.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: they're taking mm. the, the chorus melody. Without that, it wouldn't be much of a song. And then that... Is basically the guitar solo as well. It's it's all about that sweet chorus yeah. melody. I think you were hitting on this earlier, Josh. Just the vocals in the chorus. It's produced so well with that second harmony. It's rocking, yeah, but it's but it's full.
2: The production is all like it's basically three of the guys in the band: Kevin Cronin, Alan Gratzer, the drummer, and Gary Rickrack, the guitar player. And Cronin is the guy with the afro, by the way. I don't think we've mentioned that. But Kevin Beamish is also a producer. And he really, I mean, he worked with a couple of Motown people. And then
0: this is pretty much it. It sounds like Pablo Escobar produced this fucking album because it's like, no, more, more polish, more polish, more polish, more <laughs> polish.
3: Cleaner, cleaner, cleaner. Exactly. More perm, more perm. Feel, 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 feel my heat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: And here's where you feel the heat is in the
0: chorus. Ugh. Yeah. He like, fucking athlete's foot.
3: I absolutely love this guitar solo. I love Ario's guitar playing in general. And the reason I picked this song is this solo, the attack, the phrasing, just... If you just play that melody, ba na 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 na, it's nothing. But when you play it like that, it's just amazing. And then the way this—you think the solo is over, but then it just shoots into a whole new level of just arena glory.
0: You hope the solo is over.
3: Oh, co- no, what? Are you how kidding dare me? Dare you? And years ago, I was talking to you, Josh, about REO Speedwagon, saying how I was so impressed with the guitar playing on "Roll with the Changes." And you were like, that's not even the best, man. It's taken on the run. And you were totally right. I, was, I, I stood corrected there. Um, <laughs> what? Well, Roll With the Changes may be a better
2: song, but the guitar solo in this one is better than the guitar solo in Roll With the Changes.
3: Honestly, it's generic
0: 80s guitar playing. Like, this sounds like a bunch of 80s guitar playing. It sounds like not no, as good Boston. No, no. So
2: a bunch of so a bunch of '80s guitar playing sounds like this because this is 1980. Yeah. So this is well yes. before all of that uh,
0: stuff. B- like. My point: being, it's generic. No,
3: it's it's a very
2: well crafted. I don't agree with that. That it's generic. But there's
0: nothing like, I mean, there's nothing. There's no new technique. It's just, it's super. It's, it's like Neil Sean. It's but not as good. Journey. What do you mean? It's...
3: Like, why are you looking for new techniques in every solo? I'm just looking for a yeah, well crafted. Y- well my point executed, is the melody's use good of the melody my point is um, the
0: melody is good so if you, you play the melody it sounds good
3: you don't like the way he's doing that it's fine but there's a lot
0: of synth supporting there's a synth chord underneath that supporting oh, it
3: i believe it if may you, be a synth and harmonized guitars
0: maybe but there's a lot it's there's no yeah, way well either it's way fine. i mean i
3: think it's harmonized guitars i never even thought it was synth so um, if you
0: but my point is the melody's good so if you play the melody however you play it it's good
3: i I think and the
2: fact like the he he keeps going into that second part of it.
0: This is fun, you know, I if mean, you're more into air guitar than real guitar, but you know, like I, um,
2: it sounds like fucking. It sounds like I mean, not as good Boston,
0: basi- not as good Journey. It, to not me as it good sounds Kansas.
2: like this it sounds like the the guitar solo from like it's got a lot this maybe whatever the synthesizer or another guitar. It sounds like the Hotel California solo a little bit, like same kind of sound. Uh, and like Jonathan, I think you would agree, David Gilmour, a little bit with the. With but it's the tone. not as
0: good as any either
2: one yeah. of those. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not saying it's as good as David. Yeah, Gilmore. there's
3: some
0: guitar harmonies. If that's your
2: point, well, sure. And
3: huh? even, even to the Floyd, I think the whole song, just the chorus, the boom, 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 ba na na na. It, it feels very kind of Floyd esque I mean, let's
0: be clear. I would never say it's bad. It's not bad guitar playing. I just think it's. Lots of eighties. It sounds like you're from from Karate Kid, you're the best around. Never, never, never take it's just like eighties everybody in the eighties could rip. Like it was the hair metal power ballad era. I don't think this I don't think this I don't think the guitar solo takes the song to another level. I think I don't think it takes it down either. But I, I yeah. don't think it kicks it into another gear. I think it's just Kind of that, that's fair. More, I mean, it,
2: it, if you're coming from the standpoint, and I, I'll agree that the the melody is the
3: best part. Right, right. Of the song. That's fine, that's my point. It's a, it's a good
0: solo. It's fine. It, it is good. But
3: and he wrote it. I it's mean, it's definitely great. fun. Yeah.
0: It's it, it's. I think it's a bit indulgent, but I mean, I I love yes, being indulgent absolutely. with the guitar back, solos. Yeah, so no the, uh, yeah.
3: yeah, Our whole point. It's a guilty pleasure. It's just you know, it's it's just well done guitar playing. It's so and, dramatic. And it, it's it's so dramatic. <laughs>
0: I was laughing at some point earlier because I was thinking, if you rip into the cello, suddenly you're wearing a t-shirt, but suddenly the sleeves just fall off. Like, you're, you're in, in, instantly in a muscle shirt. Like, the fucking cello just blows the fucking sleeves off your t-shirt, and you're now just in a muscle shirt.
2: Well, yeah. speaking of muscle shirts, that'll bring us to the vibe time section <laughs> of this podcast. So, cue the music in three, two, one...
0: What was that? Ooh.
3: Melodic. Oh a melodic. What was
0: your guttural fucking
3: your Van <coughs> Morrisonish? Ah, ah,
2: ah, <coughs> <coughs> um Neil, you picked the song. When do you want to hear it?
3: Well, it's a great jukebox song, I believe. And I really want to hear it when I'm talking to my buddies about underappreciated guitar players. <laughs> Gary Rickrath,
2: <laughs> baby, uh, in the house, man. Uh, Jonathan, when do you want to hear this?
0: I think I only want to hear this when Neil's really excited about talking about it, <laughs> and then I'm happy to hear it because I like when Neil's happy. So, like, I'm, but like, <laughs> uh, but beyond that, I don't know, man. I, like, I'd, I'd have to, I have to be real high. <laughs> to fucking to, to get into this You just one. turn
2: on take it on the run yeah like, you know what real. I need right now Speedwagon I have to
0: be so fucking influenced I, I have to be I want to hear this in a fucking um, drug deal in the 80s early 80s Jonathan you want to hear this okay, in Boogie are, Nights instead of Sister yeah that's what I hear it yeah.
3: are you an REO Speedwagon fan in general is this basically your take on them in general like do you like any of their tunes or do you appreciate Gary Richrath? <laughs>
0: Like <laughs> follow-up questions? <laughs> do you appreciate? <laughs> yes, I do because appreciate, Senor Rick Rath. Um, <laughs> I feel like, what's the other one? And I'm in. If I keep on. Lo- what is that song? I'm gonna keep on. Yeah, lo- yeah. I'm gonna keep. I think you. that's peak Rio Speed. Rio Speedwagon. Rio Speedwagon. Yeah,
2: I, I think that's that's a peak Rio. I think that's um, a I, very. I, I
0: think once again, I. True
2: statement.
0: I think I like Rush more than Rio Speedwagon. Oh gosh. Ouch. Ouch. Like yeah, I think there's more. There's a lot more going on.
3: Uh, there's more going on. For definitely sure. more yeah. going on. Um, <laughs> but yeah,
0: I mean, I, like I said, I, I appreciate them. I admire them. I, and I recognize, most importantly, I recognize why they're so successful and celebrated and appreciated. No doubt. Like I would never try yeah. to say that's not. I would never ever say this is not good because this is vastly better than most people ever are. No doubt <laughs> about that. Absolutely. Yeah, but
3: the. It is in. It's indulgent. It's but I need. I want to hear
0: this in blow, when they're fucking counting their fucking cocaine money. They're like, that's another million. I don't care. Just fucking do it.
2: Because you can take that on the run. You can.
3: You have to take it on the run. Exactly. Speed speedwagon is kind of how you eat your popcorn, Josh, with the the M&Ms poured in the back. I, 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 my hand <laughs> oh, doesn't pour the stop M&Ms moving in the, bag? From the popcorn bag. Yeah, yeah, straight yeah, into it? He
2: them? sure does. Once, I, once I'm about halfway through the bag, the the peanut M&Ms are going. That's very into interesting. Because
0: with with French fries, I will pull the pour the salt and just shake it all up with the bag. But with oh, I, I do like popcorn with an M&M back. I'm just like I like because okay. t- here's okay. the thing
2: you're going to have when you get the movie oh, because popcorn, I'm taking it
0: on the run I just want to be clear it's that's, that's <laughs> that, hey, <yeah. laughs> is this for here only, or on, the run? On, the run? <laughs> on the
2: only on the run only uh, on the run when, when you get you, you go the butter and the salt on the top and then once you're halfway through it's still salty a little buttery ah. and then you throw the peanuts in and then you oh so peanut in, and then, oh yeah
0: really yeah for sure
2: absolutely oh yeah Clearly,
0: I, there's no hesitation there no hesitation. You're just like fucking eye of the tiger that shit, like pow. I,
2: br- I bring my own pack of peanut, like a large pack of peanut M Ms <laughs> to the theater. Like, yeah, yeah.
3: Man, that one time, Josh, when we went to, I forget what movie it was, but you basically bogarted the popcorn the whole time, and then when you were done, you're like, I'm done with this, and you like almost threw it at me. <laughs> you like, no, I like reached you over and dropped it in your And it almost spilled everywhere. You're like, I'm done. You can have my. I, left I went to
0: see uh, <laughs> went out with this chick on this date. You know, we were at the movies, and, and it was kind of a—is this a date? Are we just whatever friends? Whatever, whatever. You know, trying to make a good impression. You, she's like we're friends, and you're yeah. like yeah for the moment. But halfway through the movie, I, like I had raisinettes in the bottom, the heat of my hands like melted, and there's one stuck, and I was like, but it was Hotel Rwanda. Like I looked over <laughs> at her, and she was looking at me like. Cause I was like hitting the bottom of the box trying to get the fucking, uh. <laughs> and I looked there, and she looked at me like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" And I was like, "Oh yeah."
3: There's a raisinet stuck <laughs> like, in there, honey. It's more than like,
0: it's a challenge to my masculinity. Can I get this fucking thing out?
3: Why didn't you just rip the box? Because that would have been
0: too I- insensitive in the middle of people getting movie. hacked together by hacked up by machetes.
2: Uh, well, I definitely okay. don't want to hear this song uh during Hotel Rwanda. <laughs> I want to hear this song. actually. I want to hear this song <laughs> in my 69 Ford windows down, full volume. Classic Rock Sweet. radio station. It just comes on after like 38 Special or some shit, and I'm like,
0: "Hell. Well, are you yeah. are you getting off work?"
2: Yeah. I, I I could be driving to the beach. It it doesn't matter. If I'm listening to Classic Rock radio, got my tank top on, got my shoes off
0: I don't know, truth be told I, I don't think I ever really want to hear this song but if I there's a time and place where I could live with it
2: well speaking of living with it why don't we slide under the influence <laughs> nice because <laughs> we all know that in order to live with it you gotta, you gotta be under the influence sometimes uh, Neil what do you think this influenced it was influenced by uh, music to listen to for folks who like this song
3: the whole sound of the song and the guitar solo specifically sounds kind of like Blue Oyster Cult to me mm. a little bit. We already talked about Floyd. And, you know, just they're they're right. They were one of the early bands as far as, like, Jer- Journey, Night Ranger, Boston, all that kind of stuff. They were the early kind of trailblazers.
2: Yeah. Jonathan?
0: I, I don't think this song gets anywhere near Blue Oyster Cult's fucking... Godzilla like Godzilla the, the guitar playing Godzilla is fucking ridiculous. I can't remember the guy's name from Blue Corp but but I, I love that um, this to me this sounds like uh, shirts without sleeves Camaros clip on feathers and hair product um, and I feel like it led Fair. <laughs> those, those aren't necessarily bad things like yeah, these, these are bad things I'm just you know that's Feather road clips, <laughs> exactly with the feathers on them, <laughs> with the blue like the turquoise colored <laughs> cotton candy looking feathers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. and I, I would say also Kansas made me think of Toto, which has Steve Lukather, who's another guitar player like Neil Sean. Lukather played the non-ave Van Halen parts on "Beat It." Bam, 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 bam. He's yeah, yeah. he well, fucking to, to,
2: Toto is a contemporary, and I, right, they probably they probably I, I probably like their best. Songs so I would better.
0: say Night Ranger and Toto are comps uh Boston is better Blue Öyster Cult because of Godzilla I, I like more
2: Yeah I mean I I think and you guys kind of covered like contemporaries and and before but I think this band and how they wrote a lot of power arena rock ballads really influenced that mid to late 80s sweet spot of power like yeah. rock ballads like Poison and White mm-hmm. Snake and bullshit like that You know, where they're really like we're rock and rollers, but they're singing like love songs with like ripping guitar solos.
3: Yeah, it almost it almost sounds like Mr. Big too. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Big, what was Mr. Big's song? Uh, What was that song? (laughs) I'm too sexy. It's very similar to No. No, Mr. Big was the. Is um, that the
0: one with fucking what's his name? That asshole. It was the one with the asshole. Stranglehold. What's that asshole's name?
2: Ted Nugent.
3: Oh, no, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no. I think, not Nugent. Yeah, I he, think was, he, was. No, he was definitely not. He was. No, Mr. Big was I'm the one who was no. I thought that was
0: Extreme. It. No, you're right. Deep no, Extreme is Extreme yeah.
2: was uh More than Words. Yeah, yeah, more than words.
0: I was not thinking of Mr. Big, I was thinking of Damn Yankees. Which oh, was yeah, Ted yeah. Nugent along with the bass and harmony singer of fucking Night Ranger. Jack Blades right. and Tommy Shaw and Sticks and and so nice. all these guys, and so I was thinking of Damn Yankees. Oh,
3: Sticks, that's definitely Sticks, in the yeah. same a little vein bit as, as Aria. I was a little unimpressed by any live Aria. No. Their production, the way they produce ah. these songs, yeah. That's surprising. Well, and um,
2: he just also doesn't look like a front man and he's literally just standing there with that perm, just
3: well playing yeah, an acoustic even,
2: guitar. It's it's just not. Visually, that like they're shut. It's just like, all right, great.
3: Even that intro, if if you're not right on point, you're gonna sound terrible. Like because <laughs> right. in some of the live, he's like heard it from a friend. Yeah, it, like if you you're not really dead nailing dead it,
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: you can't Grateful Dead that shit. Why don't
2: we slide onto the covers and talk about the covers we listen to of this song, Jonathan? How many did you hear?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh no 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 covers either. I don't Man. I don't I don't think anyone uh, hear the uh, original
2: Jonathan covers uh Neil how many covers
3: well there's not many and to what I think Jonathan said earlier someone singing it country there is a guy named Casper McWade <laughs> Casper McWade does, oh my God. <laughs> yes Casper he did that's amazing he he's, does he's a version no tone of Arc <laughs> no does no a do. version that's very much like Merle Sturgill like. Heard it from Merge a uh, who He is his
2: voice. I heard, heard that from one from is terrible. It's like it is slow, s- sappy, and like his voice. No, is like, heard no, I, I I didn't
0: finish it. Like the classic <laughs> country. Like, let me turn my I don't country like voice it. up. Well, there's there's one other
2: cover that that I that I heard, and it was by a band called Dino Ride, <laughs> and it's basically just like a joking version of it, where it's like they, they they just mumble through the words and they just end it after the first chorus. It's like a I'm minute and nine seconds. It's kind of like, remember when Nirvana used to do that, uh, try to love one another right now? Like, they did that yeah. live where they would just start, try to love one another right now. Like, I have, that's basically what Dino yeah. Rides does to this song.
0: Right, what what uh, song was that?
2: Per, that's not Buffalo No, It's The is it?
0: Something or Others. The, uh,
2: oh, The Something or Others. That's a good band name. <laughs> that's a good band name. It's a good punk name. The, <laughs> the Something or Others.
0: Young Bloods.
2: Oh, The Young Bloods. Huh. Yeah, yeah. I knew that. Um, so Neil, how does
3: the shoe fit? The shoe fits well, um, but it's a crazy color that demands attention, kind of like red sneakers or something. Like, They're not going to work in many scenarios, but if they do, they're going to work very well. Okay. It's very specific.
0: Nice. Johnny? Uh, this fits like a black Reebok high top with Velcro in an ironic way, and I don't wear clothes or listen to music, ironically. So it doesn't really fit. But I can recognize that someone else, I'm, I'm glad other people are into it. Just so I don't mind hearing a, it,
3: but I, I, I don't need to be into it myself. You know? Yeah, a, I appreciate that, Jonathan. It's a well-crafted shoe, but you're just not going to wear I, it. I, it's,
0: too, it's too ironic. It, it's, the, the irony <laughs> factor is too high for me.
2: Don't you think? I, this fits like my custom Pegasus Nike running shoes. Aren't
0: those some ladies? No,
2: it's new. Those Pegasus. as the It's what I. It, hey, it's what I take on the run.
0: Oh my Christ! Boom,
2: bang, and on that <laughs> note, <laughs> we are <laughs> going to play a cover of REO <laughs> "Bead Wagons." Take it on the run, baby.
0: <laughs> take it on the run.
1: Heard it from a friend who. Heard it from a friend who. Heard it from another, you've been messing around. They say you got a boyfriend.
0: You're out late
1: every weekend. They're talking about you, and it's bringing me down. But I know the neighborhood talk is cheap when the story is good, and the tales grow taller on down. But I'm telling you, babe, that I don't think it's true, babe. And even if it is, keep this in mind. You take it on the run, baby. If that's the way. Can feel it coming if you leave tonight, keep running, and you need never look back again. You take it.
0: The cover you just heard was performed by Neil Marsh and Josh Bond. Thanks for listening to Podgave Rock and Order. You. Please subscribe and rate on Apple and Spotify. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram under the handle at Podgave Rock. Next week is Josh's week, so Josh, what will we... Ah. Next week is Josh's week, so Josh, what will we be discussing?
2: Johnny, we're going to dive into the 90s. Alice in Chains Wood. Can't wait.